Hi there, my name is Mudiyeche Mashamaite, and this is a podcast about the difficult transitions into adulthood. Join us as we speak about the bittersweet moments of becoming more independent, developing one's identity, and learning to handle more complex relationships. Hi, Miss Sandy. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Besides the hectic morning. I feel like your life was always so hectic though. Dude, I don't know why. You know what is so crazy? Like every time we're supposed to record, it just goes off. Like <laughs> the devil is like, you guys are not going to talk about this and I don't want you to, so no. Right? I feel like that is the truth. Yeah, no, that it's so crazy. Truth. But yeah, um, so... We're going to be doing a podcast about sobriety, which is quite a taboo topic. But before we get into all of the nitty gritty, please tell us about yourself for anyone who doesn't know you and is wondering who is Zandi. <laughs> um, hi, so I'm Zandi. I'm from a town called Benoni in the East Strand of Johannesburg. I have Lived here my whole life, essentially, um, except for when I went to university. I went to Rose University, where I studied for five years. So that's the only time I lived outside of Benoni. But yeah, I'm just, I'm a town girl from Benoni, nothing much. Um, I studied journalism at Rhodes, and I'm also venturing into psychology and exploring the mental health field. Um, yeah, and just like wellness and conscious living as well. That's kind of like where I'm at right now. Oh, wow. I actually didn't know that you're from Benoni. You see, you learn something new every day, hey? Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Benoni. And one fun fact about yourself? Um, So I'd say maybe like a fun fact about myself is I'm a bit of a quiet girl slash singer or whatever. So um, I was part of a regional choir called um, the Igorulemi Children's Choir. And we traveled Europe. Um, I went to Europe twice for choir competitions. So, yeah, I think that's just a hidden talent that I don't really um, express much about. But, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Hi, Bowen, that better Beyonce. Oh, my God, I actually never knew that you could sing. I'm literally fighting the urge to ask you to sing for us right now, but... <laughs> But no, it's okay. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So let's just delve into the first question. I think in some way or form, uh, most of us have a story on our first experience with alcohol. Um, do you remember your story? How was it? And um, how was the experience just in general? I think I was about like 16. Yeah, around like 16. And my best friend and I at the time um, went to this like event that everyone at school was going to and um, because we're underage we had to like ask somebody to buy us alcohol and I remember we had a bottle of um, Smirnoff Storm that we shared between the two of us <laughs> and yeah we had like half the bottle each and I was so convinced that we were drunk like we were acting so silly um, we were laughing hysterically and I remember just thinking this this liquid is fun like <laughs> yeah so it was it was a fun experience I think I was like okay well this is exciting you know and um, obviously you're a teenager so you're exploring and um, at the time yeah it was a fun experience wow interesting and what led you to um, decide that um, 
yes that was my vibe then but i think um i'm transitioning into something new and i don't really like that feeling anymore um and yeah. i've decided to leave alcohol completely because i I know that you have recently celebrated 365 days, which is a year, um, of not drinking at all. So how did you get to that um, decision that this is it? Um, yeah, it was a journey. I think it happened over a period of time. So just for context, I mean, if I started drinking at the age of 16, I stopped at 25. So that was about nine years in total. And so for majority of those nine years, I think my relationship with, with alcohol was, was unhealthy, you know, especially during my university days where, um, binge drinking was part of the culture. It was part of like, um, especially like, I mean, Rhodes university is known for being <laughs> the drinking mm -hmm. university, you know, I mean, you can attest to that as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so I really just had an unhealthy relationship with it. And so I, I think it was. 2020 was when I first started ex exploring um, being sober curious. And that's basically just like questioning your relationship to alcohol, questioning your alcohol consumption, you know. Um, that was the first time that I really went a, a long period of time without drinking because there were those restrictions and things during the lockdown. And so I was like, oh, okay, I can actually like do this. Like I'm actually capable of not drinking, you know. Um, and then fast forward to like a year later, I was like, okay, I want to try and explore not drinking. And so I would go like a few weeks, a few months without drinking. And, um, I started reducing my alcohol, my alcohol consumption. And so, yeah, then eventually it got to a point where I was like, um, I don't actually enjoy this anymore, you know, because I realized that I was using alcohol as a form of escapism. Um, I was using it as a way to like suppress my emotions and it was like a numbing agent to me because I used to go through a lot of things. Um, I struggled with mental health for a long time. And so instead of actually dealing with the issue and with the problem, I would just drink my problems away essentially. So whether I was stressed, whether I was, um, you know, nervous, whether whatever emotion came up, I would use alcohol to kind of deal with that. Um, and then it got to a point where I just couldn't I just realized that I was harming myself, you know, it didn't feel good in my body. I woke up the next day feeling horrible. Um, I had depressive thoughts. I had anxiety. So yeah, I think it was just time. It was time. And it just felt like as well that it wasn't only me. It kind of felt like a divine intervention in some, in some way that um, my higher self was like, okay, in order for you to be the best version of yourself, you need to release this thing that you've been holding onto for so long. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got to that point of being like, I'm done, you know. Yeah, and I think, like, a lot of us go through those moments where you go out and the next morning you feel absolutely horrible and you're like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, and I feel very depressed and so forth. And obviously, because we're not clinical psychologists, um, we can't really delve much into that mental breakdown that goes through your mind yes. and so forth but yes. i think just from yourself what tips and what steps did you take for you to eventually get into a comfortable space of not going to a party and wanting a drink or you know being around friends that drink and being pressurized into wanting to have a drink as well so maybe you can just let yeah. us know what steps helped in the journey yeah so um again it's, it happened over a period of time you know um so i think solitude was a really big part of my sobriety journey and during the pandemic because we were 
isolated and we were spending so much time alone, um, that's when I was introduced to meditation. So meditation has been such an integral part of my sobriety journey and of my life, honestly, it's completely like shifted um, the way I perceive the world, myself and, and just how I feel mentally, you know, so I started meditating and because of that, I was a lot clearer in terms of how I felt within myself. I started connecting with myself a little bit more and spending time with myself, you know, and through that, then I started being more mindful of what I would consume. So whether it's what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, what I'm watching, I just started being more mindful of that. And so I started eating healthier. I started going to the gym and through those things, organically, the things that no longer served me would fall away. You know, so I stopped going out as much because it didn't really feel good to me to be around people who were drinking and they weren't really like conscious of what they were doing. You know, that just didn't really resonate with me anymore. So I did spend a lot of time alone. And I think over the last three years, I have spent a significant of time by myself and just building that relationship with myself, because I think it's also really important when you are going through um, this transition of sobriety um, to realize what no longer serves you and, and to realize what you actually want for yourself and that means a lot of things are going to fall away and that's just part of the the process you know so the steps for me was definitely meditation eating better exercising being more mindful of the spaces that i'm in the people that i'm around and how i feel in those spaces as well yeah absolutely i think being intentional is the first part you know like you have to to uh, mentally set yourself to this journey to say okay fine this is not part of my journey anymore and you know unfortunately there's some things that you have to let go of and i think that's the part where people struggle the most because it's just like oh no my friends still drink you know now i'm now the party pooper but i think the steps that you have given are quite um, significant so thank you and how has your journey been um what has it taught you about yourself uh, maybe you can just elaborate on that yeah so the journey has been a lot of things honestly um it's been uncomfortable it's been freeing it's been challenging there's been so many different things that i've felt along the way um i think in the beginning it was definitely very challenging because i was essentially mourning a part of myself you know because i mean i used to be i mean didi you would know i was the one who was like let's take shots <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, I was the one who's like, let's take shots, you know, let's let's take it up a notch. Like I, I didn't really have a wall. Like I couldn't, I couldn't just end the night and let it be that. I I never wanted the night to end, you know. So it was really uncomfortable to have to mourn that part of myself and to let go of that version of myself and to realize that that was not who I was anymore, you know. And it was okay that I was that I was shifting, that I was outgrowing that version of myself. And it's been freeing in a sense that you know the things that no longer serve me naturally fall away and it's also okay you know if you don't align with certain things anymore if you don't align with certain people it's okay to be like you know the season that we shared together was great but we're moving in different directions and and that's just it you know so and it's been challenging obviously with cravings and things like that when i'm in the beginning when i was out with people who would drink if we'd go on a brunch date or if we were in um, social spaces um, there's always alcohol involved so to have to be the sober one and to to be very firm in that boundary of no I'm not drinking and yeah it was challenging and it's so weird because it seems that alcohol is like the only drug where people question you as to why you don't use it like people question why you don't drink right yeah. um 
Yeah, so I, I just had to deal with that and just to be very um, confident in my decision and to know exactly why I'm doing it and to not be like um, influenced in any way because some people will be like, no, just have a drink, man. It's not going to be. And I know why I can't just have one drink. You know, I know why I'm, I'm on this journey of sobriety. So it's also taught me that I'm a very sensitive and emotional person. And I think um, that's something that I knew about myself, but because I would use alcohol to kind of suppress those emotions, I didn't really get to experience the entirety of my emotions. And so it's made me realize that I actually do feel a lot and I feel all the time, you know, which can be very overwhelming, but I think I'm really just holding space for that now and really allowing myself to go through different stages of grief of sadness of distress even if it's like a long i've had a long week that was emotionally taxing um usually i would just go to the bottle store and drink on a friday night to kind of drown my um sorrows or whatever but now i'm like okay let's sit with it you know it's friday evening let's let's sit with it what's coming up for you how do you feel how was the week and really just um checking in with myself um so that's that's been a really big part of the journey as well that's beautiful and how long has it been um so officially tomorrow will be 14 months so like a year wow. and some change wow that's that's great like ah oh, i'm so proud of you hey thank you thank you so much it's been tough though but it's honestly been the most like transformative experience that i could have ever embarked on honestly and it's just like the biggest act of self-love which is yeah it's really important yeah that's true and for probably someone who's listening and they're like ah. Oh, um, I've been trying to go on this journey, but I've been struggling and um, it hasn't been quite an easy journey for me. I keep going out with my friends and one drink turns into five and um, I'm, I'm just trying to become a better person, a better self. What would you advise them um, with what you know and what you have been through? Um, I think the first thing I would say is to really be as kind and compassionate with yourself as possible. Um, especially like what you're saying, you know, you have this intention at the beginning of the night to not drink and then you go out and, you know, eventually you're there taking a shot, you're having a drink. Um, I think just being kind to yourself afterwards and not like beating yourself up about it is really important because there are going to be moments where you're going to have to keep restarting and it's okay. You know, if you, I mean, for me, when I eventually started, um, when I eventually stopped, it wasn't the first time I had tried to stop, you know, so um, just being as kind and compassionate with yourself as possible and also knowing your why. Um, I think it's really important to know why you're not drinking because that's essentially what you're going to keep coming back to. And that's going to be the thing that keeps you grounded, because if you're not drinking because um, your friends think you drink too much or you're not drinking because your partner doesn't like that you drink, then it's not really sustainable. It's not really a good enough reason as to why you're not drinking. It has to be for you and you need to understand why you're not doing it anymore. And also spend some time with yourself. I think that's a really important part of it is that, especially if you're someone who's used to going out and every weekend you're with people, I think maybe just um, dedicating time for yourself, even if it's one day, like a self-care Sunday or whatever the case may be, just really have intentional time with yourself with no devices, no distractions, sit with yourself, you know, journal, ask yourself the most important questions, the hard questions and comfortable questions, and really get to know who you are and who you're becoming because sobriety really does 
transform you you know it, you you let go of so many versions of yourself in order to welcome um, new versions and discover yourself and it's such an exciting experience in that way so really just allowing yourself that space to get to know who you are and um, filling in that time with with new hobbies like try new things explore you know there's so much to do that we don't realize because we just spend most of our time drinking but when you remove that part of your life you realize that there's so many things that you would like to try and so many activities that you've never done before because you never had the time for it or you never made the time for it so just finding new ways to fill that time as well is also really important absolutely i love that i really love that um and two words that you would give for an alcohol-free life or what it's like um, something that expresses an alcohol-free life one word that i've been using a lot is transformative um, i think that's definitely it has been transformative in a sense that you become a new version of yourself man and i think it's so important to constantly evolve as a person and to constantly grow when you're presented with new information to use that and to let yourself become whoever you want to be in that moment and being sober allows you to do that because you have more space you're more aware you're more aware of yourself you're more aware of your environment you know it's almost like you're perceiving the world in hd when you're not um hung over and recovering like from a, a weekend of binge drinking um you just have more space and also liberating is what i would use to describe um a sober life and an alcohol-free life, it's, it's very liberating because you get to control um, how you feel. You get to, you know, you're not living in survival mode anymore. You're not feeling like you're just on autopilot. Um, you get to decide how you want to feel because you're letting go of the things that don't serve you. You're letting go of the things that are causing you more harm. Um, so yeah, it's been liberating, I'd say. Lovely. Um, liberating and transformative. Love it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much Zandi for like taking your time and we've been planning this for quite a few months so thank you so so much for like your patience and um, just the amazing gems that you um, have imparted with us today I know for sure that so many people are gonna love this podcast and I'm so sorry if your DMs are gonna flood because girl you literally no, gave us okay. like some really amazing advice and um I know that this podcast will be touching someone's heart and someone will have a transformative and liberating life after this. So thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I thank you for having a platform like this, you know, where we have just important conversations. And as you mentioned in the beginning, sobriety is very taboo. So shout out to you. <laughs> I hope you found this conversation as a warm hug to this one. I mean, I might not know what your journey is, but transitioning is a platform where you learn, get relatability, and understand more about adulting. So thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. Until the next one.